What is up, everybody? Welcome back to episode three of Stirring the Pot. I've got RJ. What's up? Cameron. Woo! And Gabe. Hey. Guys, how we doing? Feeling pretty good. Not going to lie. It's been a very fun week, and I'm excited to get into some of the games we got. I'm having a phenomenal day. Yeah. I'm so tired. <laughs> I need a nap. Aren't, aren't we all? Aren't we all? The term the term's coming to like middle middle of the first semester. It's starting to stack up. But absolutely. What we're coming at you guys with today. We're going to start out with a little recap of college football this week. RJ, you want to kick it off? Absolutely. So my game was Alabama and Ole Miss. And wow, Alabama needed this game and they showed out and got it done. And in my opinion, and once I look at these stats here, but say Jackson Dart had 244 yards and a pick. Notice how I said no touchdowns there against your potential top guy over there in Jackson I, Dart. I, I don't want to talk about it right now. He, he didn't have the greatest game of his life. No, it's just it's the Tuscaloosa vibe that overall a lot of teams can't play with. Let's say Nick Saban versus his former assistants. Most of the time, we know how that goes. Besides Steve Sarkeesian. Uh, in this last game against Texas a couple weeks ago. But looking at Jalen Milrow, he kind of solidified himself as this team's starting quarterback. Yes, he had a touchdown and a pick, but he only threw four incompletions. So him overall leading that offense and Jace McLennan getting over 100 yards with 105, in my opinion, was just what Alabama needed to kind of get ramp up the scoring like with the 11-point third quarter and overall just outplayed Ole Miss the whole game. It wasn't really too, too close, but props to Alabama for getting the job done. I think if you're a Bama fan, you have a little bit more optimism heading into the next couple of weeks considering you built off a great win against a great like middle of the top 25 ranked team. So in my opinion, job well done for Bama. Yeah, Saban really bounced back with that one. I think that was a very much needed win for them. Hopefully they can keep it on track coming up to the next coming weeks because it's SEC football. It is not forgiving. Nothing gets better than SEC football. Nothing's better than it. That is football's conference. Cam, what you got for us? Cade Klubnik is a bum. Oh, he's got Clemson. The biggest bum. Uh, I got to say, I think this is game of the season. Really? One of this this game went to overtime. I thought FSU was going to clobber Clemson. Wait, 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 wait. Just one sec. Can I can I hear you repeat that? Yeah, it I, was think, I think this is going to be game of the season. Game of the season. Yes. So Clemson miscuing is a game of the year. Is what you're telling me. Yeah. Wow. Over Colorado, Colorado State. That's crazy. Uh, that is crazy. The kicker I don't know about miss, that one. The kicker missing an equivalent of an extra point in NFL. That's terrible. Uh, yeah, you're talking about like a terrible game. Uh, let him defend. Yeah. Let him defend his case. Yeah. So I want to hear. I got. I want to hear, I hear this. I think this is the game where Jordan Travis truly solidified himself as the top three Heisman pick in the entire Heisman voting. But that's me. That's all me. Now you guys, you all have your opinions. We all respect opinions here. But other than that, I think this is a game where. Johnny Wilson showed that he's the biggest dog in the SEC, and he's unstoppable. The ACC. Oh, the ACC, whatever. ACC. ACC. I, my apologies. Um, It also shows that Kate Klemnick is the biggest bum I've ever seen on Clemson. I want him. Biggest? The biggest. biggest. The biggest wow. One of the biggest bums I've ever seen on, wow. on Clemson. He cannot lead his team to victory, wow. and this clearly showed. Yeah, I mean, like, Travis has a 6-7 target to throw to, but... 
You're saying Cade Klubnik's a bum? He's wow. One, he's one of the biggest bums I've ever seen. I wouldn't That's call crazy. I wouldn't necessarily call him a bum. Yeah, in my is. opinion, it's just the team around them this year besides Shipley is just not as great as seasons past. Like with you're used to quarterbacks like Lawrence, Deshaun, and a bunch of other guys that came out of Clemson. And then it's just not as high caliber of a guy. Yeah, and you also got like receivers like, you know, Mike Williams. Like that's Klubnik doesn't have that. Yeah, he doesn't he doesn't have like that many weapons at all. And you saw that you saw that catch from Johnny Wilson. Wow. That was an incredible catch. catch. What a catch. I'm I'm watching that game live and I'm like, wow, Florida State needs to do a lot to try and get this game. And he that play overall gave him that win. That's it. Kind of showed like the FSU's mentality throughout that game. Like they they needed that game. Like it, that is the ACC game for them. Absolutely. And if they potentially lost that game, you don't know how it's looking going into conference play. Like you know how with Clemson could potentially bounce back. But this game for Florida State was much needed if they wanted to win the conference. So that's why I think that Florida State win was very big for them. Uh, speaking of catches, Connor. What are your thoughts about that Florida catch? Oh, Ricky Pearsall. What a catch. I mean, 22-7 to against Charlotte, that's not a good look for a ranked Florida team, but that catch. that is, Some people were saying it's up there with Odell Beckham's catch. Ooh. I don't know about that. Because, yeah. I mean, when you think of catches like that you and you say OBJ-type catch, you're naming it after Odell Beckham. That means his catch is better. To an extent, yeah. But I ugh, ranking it that high, yeah. like with the amount of just what that catch did for like even kids everywhere, like trying to mimic that catch. <laughs> oh yeah, I remember. I remember going to my backyard with all my friends and saying, "Yo, Odell me or throw me." Odell yeah, I'm saying, "Yo, lob me up." Yeah, because like trying to make that catch is not as easy as it no, looks. But that one-handed catch, he was he was he was falling. And yeah. it gets hit by like three defenders and holds on. That you never see that. Yeah, that that catch reminded me of like you remember that defensive player for Oklahoma that just went up and snatched that interception for the win. Oh yeah, I know. Yeah, me. yeah. That's what it reminded me of. Yeah, I think I, I can see that. I think it's up there with like Justin Jefferson, but I don't think it's up there with like Odell. Yeah, that Jefferson catch was crazy against yeah. the Bills. Wasn't that like a fourth and or like third and twenty-seven? Yep. Did you guys notice that every great catch comes against the Bills? A Hopkins catch and everything. Like, yeah. That is very interesting to note up. All right, game. So I had game of the week, um, Ohio State Notre Dame, and it did not disappoint. Let's just be honest. It might have not been like a Big Twelve, you know, everyone scoring every drive, but this was football. Football is not just offense. It was defense and offense. I will say this, watching most of that game, the first quarter to me was very sloppy football. Notre Dame with that fourth and one not converting in the fourth quarter made it very interesting of a back-and-forth defensive game, which I think this was going into that, for even with the first half. It's, it wasn't as high-scoring as a game as, I mean, as most other huge primetime games where all the offenses just you know go insane. It was kind of it kind of reminded me of last year's matchup a little bit, but not as much considering it came literally down to the last play. Yeah, and uh, RJ, I know I know you've been following Ohio State football for a long Ooh, time. Yes, I. How do you feel about McCord's first half? Oh, ugh. first half I was like very confused. I'm like, oh, I don't know how this kid's doing. Or I still I I had questions going into the game about him. Yeah, and at the end of the first half, I had probably even more questions about him. But 
as that second half went on, and specifically the fourth quarter, he proved himself that he deserves to be the starting quarterback of Ohio State. The throws he been he was making, the Mbuka throw, was that insane. Was, that, was, that was a dart. That set up that uh, end of the game rushing touchdown. If that play, if that play never happened, Ohio State loses this game, in my opinion. So overall, that epic run by uh, Chip Trainum, I believe he went to Hoban. So some Ohio love there as well. Was very was very huge for Ohio State season. Yeah, and I think another name to shout out for Ohio State, Travion Henderson had a fantastic game. Over 100 yards, and he had questions coming in this year. He's coming off a major foot injury. Would he be the same running back? And I think this game proves it. He's back. Absolutely. I agree with that. Yeah. And um, Notre Dame's offense, it hasn't looked like Notre Dame over the past couple games. I mean, you saw Audric Estime uh, getting held to a season-low yards per carry. I mean, it was still 5 but 14 carries for 70 yards, that's a season low in yards. Yeah, something I did notice Notre Dame used a lot of running backs. They were like constantly switching out, switching them out, and I was like, wow, because it was kind of like one of the first times I've ever really seen a team with a really good running back kind of use the running back by committee approach like a lot more than other teams do, like in the NFL. I was like, it kind of confused me a little bit. Yeah, they had six total running backs that uh, actually had a carry. Uh, Sam Hartman also had four carries. That's uh, kind of rare, considering a lot of us thought that Audric Estime was one of the best running backs in the nation. Oh, absolutely. I thought that as well coming into this game. I'm yeah. going to be completely honest. So that kind of was very confusing. I, I, was, I Watching that game, I just thought Notre Dame's uh, offense was very lackluster. It's not as eye-popping as it usually is. Uh, do, do you all agree with me on that? A li- towards the second half, yeah, but I said the fir- I think though the first half was a little iffy. They picked it up in the second half, then that's when they started kind of to get on a little bit of a roll. Um, but switching uh, sides of the ball real quick, the final two plays of the game. I don't know if you guys noticed this or not. Ten players on your defense lined up. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a mistake. I did see that on like every social media platform that. They actually had 10 people, and that's that's on the coaches. That is 100% on the coaches. Absolutely, and knowing that their head coach was a former Ohio State grad, thought that was pretty funny, <laughs> but where they ran the ball to that left side, guess what, is where the uh, one of the ends wasn't lined up because it wasn't on the field. That completely was Notre Dame's fault. I think they honestly lost themselves the game by doing that. I think if you had that guy in there, it would have been way closer of a play. And not as easy to rush in. Yeah, but what a play call to run the ball. I mean, if you pass it, you have two attempts. You really do. Like, you, if you have a quick fade to Marvin Harrison, you're going to have two attempts. And they ran it, and it paid off. Um, Kyle McCord turned into Tim Tebow on the final drive. And he has the co- all the confidence in the world. Also, then, before we switch, something that I don't think really anybody picked up on. So, when Ohio State held Notre Dame and forced them to punt on the final drive, they didn't use the timeout. They had one timeout left. They didn't use it. They, like, waited till like, the end of the play clock and didn't use it. On that final drive for Ohio State's offense, Kyle McCord was called for intentional grounding. Would have been a 10-second runoff, but they had the timeout, and that saved him. 
Ryan Day looked so smart for saving that timeout because if they didn't have that timeout, the clock would have ran out and the running play never would have happened. So another very interesting note for that game. That's that's a great point. I actually didn't pick up on that. Uh, RJ with the uh, masterful analysis of Ohio State. Always. It's Ohio State that's versus always. the world. Always is. It's Ohio versus Ohio the world. Ohio versus the world, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, switching up topics a little bit. We are going into next week of college football. Uh, Gabe, want to start us off? Yeah, so this week, Texas, Kansas. It's really the first big game in the Big 12. Now, the Big 12 is does not look that exciting this year compared to recent years. It's still going to be great. But Texas, man, they are one of the hottest team in football. Quinn Ewers is a Heisman candidate. He is crazy right now. He's yet to throw an interception, has nine touchdowns, and he is led out there by one of the top wide receivers in the nation, Xavier Worthy. Now, Worthy didn't really have the numbers that he you would want him to have. You know, only three catches. He did have a touchdown. But when you're one of the top wide receivers, everybody and their sister is going to be guarding you. Everybody and their who? <laughs> what? Like, their they're gonna, sister? Yeah, they're going to get their sister, their I've dad. Like, their uncles? Gonna, I've, heard, I've heard everybody and their mother before. No, no, no. Yeah. And hey, good twist. Good twist. I like it. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be great watching them out there. Um, the thing is, he's versing a very underrated Kansas secondary. Kobe Bryant. Not that Kobe Bryant. Rest this guy peace. spells it. R.I.P. He spells it with two E's and a C. Um, what? Yeah, he does. Two <laughs> E's? Yeah, C-O-B-E-E. Wouldn't that be Kobe? Nope, Kobe. Wow. So, he he's a crazy corner. He can cover, he gets interceptions, and he laid down a monster hit against BYU. He must, like like Gus Johnson said a while back with Denzel Ward, they must have barbecue back there. Oh, man, I, I, I love that. And they so didn't much. invite him. Hurt my feelings. <laughs> but other than Ward, he ran that thing back to the house. Um, again, another player for Kansas Secondary. Their safety, he is outstanding. It's Kenny Logan Jr. He leads the team in tackles. He, leads, he had a pick six the other day. I mean, he is an incredible specimen of a player, and he is his draft stock just continues to rise as the season goes on. Do you think he's going to make a, diff- a big difference? He will. He definitely will. He's he's a big tackling safety, but he plays coverage. Now, again, they gave up thirty. They gave up. Oh, they gave up a lot of points against BYU. BYU not the most explosive offense, but I know Quinn Ewers is going to want to take a shot at this secondary, and it's going to be the biggest test of the season. Now, on the offensive side, horns down. Horns <laughs> the, down. Second, the second we talk about Texas, everyone throws up the horns down. <laughs> Moving on to Kansas. Um, actually, Jonathan Brooks, the Texas running back, he's been on a tear recently. So it's going to be a big day for him. But moving on to Kansas, Jalen Daniels, man. He's a dual threat quarterback if I've ever seen one. He he hasn't been really using like he hasn't had the stats that his legs have. His he is explosive. <laughs> he is explosive with his legs. The passing game though, only seven hundred yards. He, he that's not a good total for a quarterback. It's not very good. With yeah. four games in. Yeah, especially considering the hype he had last year. Everyone loved yeah. him last year. I mean, he only has five touchdowns, one interception, which is good, but 
50, it's, it's 75 passing attempts, one interception. I mean, that's not, they're not really wanting him to throw the ball this year. And I really think that takes away from his dual threat ability. I think his ability to run opened up the passing game for him last year. He needs to have at least 30 passing attempts this game. You can't have under 30 passing attempts. If they pass the ball, if they show they can throw it, his legs will open up, and he's going to get a lot of rushing yards if that happens. Receiver-wise, this team really doesn't have receiver talent off the board. Lawrence Arnold is their top guy. I mean, Luke Graham leads them a touchdown to three. It's not a great receiving core, so they're going to have to rely on their run game. Devin Neal is going to have to show up for him. He's been great this year, three almost approaching 400 yards and five touchdowns. He's outstanding. So... My final prediction for this game, despite Texas having an elite defensive line, I feel like Kansas no way. Wow. can pull this one off. Oh, I just read that before you said it about my mouth dropped. I'm like, wow. Horns Kansas. down. Going with the Jayhawks. Rock chalk. Wow. Rock chalk, baby. I feel like this secondary is going to give Quinn problems. It's going to be his wake-up call to the Big 12 again. He got injured last year, so another wake-up call. And I feel like KU will pull this one out 20 to 17. You think it's going to be a fun one in Austin, Texas? Wow. It's also in Texas. I feel yep. an away hey. team upset coming. Hey, every, wow. day, every day's bigger in Texas, you including know, the you games. Know, you know, if you get That's this true. right, like your Duke Clemson prediction, I'm just going to believe you. Bow down. Yeah. Bow we, down. we have to bow down to that. Absolutely. Duke team. We have to bow down that to that. That was nuts. And week one take as well. Before I toss it over to you, RJ, yeah. can, I still can't believe Quinn Ewers is a sophomore. Uh, that is nuts. That's I'm about to say. The saddest thing is he almost could have been an Ohio State Buckeye. That's what kills oh, me. Yeah. We originally recruited him. Boo-hoo. So I still have a little bit of uh, hope. To let, me, let me play the violin for you. Sorry about that. Hey, we're, we're chilling. We're fine. Yeah. We're, we're, we're good at number four right now. Uh, yeah, and RJ, I believe it is now your turn to talk about my boys, the Ole Miss Rebels. Ooh, leading into this game, LSU. Travels the Vaught Hemingway Stadium in Oxford, Mississippi to take on Ole Miss. Man, this storyline for this game, wow. If you're Ole Miss here, you need to get a comeback. You you got beat by double digits by Bama. You kind of got your wake-up call, I would say. You need to bounce back. And what a better way to do it than against LSU, who is still a very, very high-ranked team at number 13. Um, in my opinion, Jackson Dart is going to be the kind of key factor for Ole Miss's offense here, uh, considering, like I said, with his 244 yards and one pick against Bama last week, I think you got to throw for at least two, du- two touchdowns and overall play clean football. Make sure you don't get any turnovers. Don't make any bad reads. Don't be overconfident. Kind of slow the game down. Let everything develop itself out. So that's why I think – that is his big uh, target for this game. But looking at the other side of the quarterback, Jaden Daniels out of LSU played against Arkansas. He had 320 yards and four touchdowns with only one pick. Uh, yes, it's against Arkansas, but still, it's still an SEC opponent. It's still a great win. It's not Vanderbilt, but still, <laughs> it's still, it's a great per- stat line performance that if you can keep that momentum up, Against a team like Ole Miss, you could potentially jump back into the top 10 or very close to the top 10 with a road SEC win. Now, if the if the passing gets shut down for Ole Miss and say Jackson Dart has another iffy game, look no further than the, the running back, Quinshawn Judkins, who had 13 carries for 56 yards last game, 
a little bit of iffiness, but I think overall if you give him his uh, – offensive strides and kind of give him plays to either in the passing game or the running game. I think overall, if Dart isn't having as good as a game, uh, Judkins could have uh, more production on his end. Um, looking at LSU's running back, uh, Logan Diggs, he had 14 for 97. A better stat line, but still, I think with Jalen Daniels' dual threat ability, you might not need Logan Diggs as much this game. So I think most of the rushing could come from Jane Daniels. But still, Diggs is a really good guy to look out for. Um, the LSU wide receiver, though, Malik Neighbors, we've been talking about him a little bit uh, early in the season. Um, he has been playing really good. Listen to this stat, or his stats from last game. Eight receptions, 130 yards, Ooh. and two touchdowns. Wow. I think Deuce. that is very a very great stat line. It gives Jaden Daniels the weapons he needs overall to succeed. With his, If his offensive line gives him time, then he's going to have all the ability to make deep threat plays to him and Brian Thomas Jr. He had five for 133 and two more touchdowns. So you have two receivers with multiple touchdowns. You have multiple weapons for Ole Miss's defense that you got to look out for, in my opinion. So I thought um, that is going to be LSU's like biggest um, chance to win this game is off those big plays from those two receivers. Uh, looking at Ole Miss's side, uh, Jordan Watkins and uh, Dayton Wade, not as uh, good a stat lines as LSU's receivers uh, with Watkins going 9 for 57 and Wade going 5 for 88. But still, I think with Ole Miss, they're more of like a slow, a more slow it down tempo, kind of find the middle of the field and slowly kind of inch your way further and further down the field until you score. I think for Ole Miss, time possession is going to be their biggest factor um, into getting the win if they want to win this football game. Um, and then for defense, uh, LSU has both uh, has Major Burns, the safety, and Greg Penn, uh, the linebacker, uh, with 27 and 23 solo tackles or so or sorry total tackles respectively. Um, and plus, uh, Major Burns has a sack, so look at him to get to Jackson Dart quick. And with Ole Miss. You have safety Trey Washington, linebacker uh, Kerry Coleman, uh, both with double digits and solo tackles. Um, so overall, tackling those wide receivers if they get out in space, I think is going to be uh, those two's biggest test. My prediction for this game, though, Ole Miss is looking for revenge. They're trying to get over Bama, and they need to get a good game. This could be the way to do it. LSU's offense, though, on the other side, you're, you got to take advantage of this Ole Miss defense. You got to uh, get darts down the field. Overall, do both good play action and in the run game. So, for my prediction, I'm going 28 14. LSU gets the job done. I like that take. Go Tigers. And I have a quick question for you. Go Tigers. Do you remember when we watched the LSU FSU game at the start of the season? I do. Yeah. How do you think, since uh, since they're playing a ranked team again, how do you think Malik Neighbors is going to do? Because he did kind of get shut down against that FSU team. That is very true. FSU secondary that game played amazing on him, and I give him uh, huge props for that. But if you look at Ole Miss, what they did last week uh, against Bama and trying to shut down uh, kind of their top receivers, they didn't really do, I would say, as good. So Ole Miss's secondary, I would say, is weaker than Florida State's. So that means Malik Neighbors is going to get more opportunities to make those big plays that he didn't get to make against Florida State, and that could be a potential uh, comeback game for him uh, that he have he has potentially been thinking about. Yeah, uh, I just want to mention one thing I see. 
um, Major Burns. <laughs> what a name! Uh, yes, <laughs> that is honestly like, like I this, this year is an all-time draft class for college football names. I mean, oh my lord! What's can the, we, what's can the we, best name? Can we please talk about Oklahoma's quarterback, General Booty? General, General Booty. Booty. General hey. Booty. Shout out to his. He has like a sponsorship with like Rock for like underwear. Or something. I like. I like the nil deals. That yeah, are coming that, in. it's creative. It's like Bijan with the Dijon mustard. It's Bijan exactly. mustard. Exactly. That was yeah, that, that was, was awesome. Fire. I love that. Montez Sweat had the uh, Old Spice commercial. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's I even forgot more about beautiful. That. Yeah, I didn't even realize that. Oh, but man. yeah, that's gonna be a good game to look out for, though. Look yeah. out. Yeah, college football names have been at an all-time high, and that Ole Miss-LSU game, I'm sure, will not disappoint. It's an SEC game. They never do. That's for that's for certain. Yeah, shout-out to Pig Cage. I think he... <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, oh, my God. Oh, man. And wow. It wouldn't be a Star in the Pod podcast if we did not talk about our very own 3-1 and one. West Virginia. Trust the climb, baby. We're trusting the climb, and I'm sure Cameron is. Let's hear from you. I'm trusting the climb. I trust everything about the Mountaineers. The climb is on. Love it. Our secondary is amazing, actually. Woo! Woo! Mr. Aubrey Burks. Aubrey Burks. He's a monster. Um, Neil Brown. Gabe, what did you say about Neil Brown? He's like one of the best, what? Bro, his, his adjustments throughout the game for defense, it's becoming more unpredictable, and it's really throwing opposing offenses off. I mean, Pitt, Djokovic looked lost. <laughs> like, that's no <laughs> surprise, but he looked lost out there. He, he looked like the definition of that TikTok sound, where are you going? You're lost. <laughs> yeah. Horton torched us last year in Lubbock, and guess what? Shut down this year. Like, Shut down except for the final drive, of course. But then again, we get the fourth down stop completely on our secondary. Yeah. And I mean, it was terrible to see Texas Tech's quarterback go out like that. Oh, yeah. But still, our defense was locking up at the start of the game. It was amazing. I was at that game in the cold rain. We all were. Oh, yeah. I was not at the game. RJ was not. Oh, I was out of town. Yeah. I was out of town. That was yeah. sad. It felt, like, yeah. it felt like a part of me was missing. I mean, yeah. I saw this uh, snap you sent me, man. I was like, Damn. Yeah. Hit me hit, hit my heart. Now, I, I, I do want to say something. Uh as of now, Garrett Green is still day to day. It's unfortunate. That's but a, that's a very big yeah. very big. But Iniko we must trust. Even though he played a an eh game against Texas Tech. He he got the win. He got the win. That's all that matters. Trust that's Nico. all that matters. Yeah. Win's a win. Let's give it to him. He's throwing in the freezing cold winds and it's raining. Yeah, it's very yeah. hard. It's to all, do. it's also one of his first starts. Yeah. yeah, I think it was. It wasn't his very first start. It was his first yeah, start. His first yeah. actual. Yeah, yeah that's right. Start. That's yeah. right. He didn't start against Pitt. Yeah. I do want to mention a uh, a number that uh, C.J. Donaldson only had forty eight yards. That kind of scares me. That scares me game. a lot. Yeah, but we're trusting the climb. Yeah, we are trusting the climb. I think WVU pulls off this victory, twenty four to twenty one. Very close. You're giving them the upset win. I'm giving them the upset win, yes. Man, just didn't even mention who they're playing. Yeah, I was about to (laughs) say. We're playing TCU, the team that went to the national championship this last year, but this year's completely different. Their roster's completely revamped. We got got double horns down. We got the horned frogs down and Texas horns down. I like that. Double. Is is a horned frog even a thing? I don't even know. It it has to be. Their team's named after it. I will say, though, I loved, uh, with that TCU playoff run, 
Did y'all see this the board that they had at their stadium with the like psychedelic frog? Oh my god, that was that awesome. was the coolest I'm not gonna thing lie, that ever. That was pretty cool. That's I like props for that. That's like Minnesota with the gopher that they put when they try to kick field goals. <laughs> that's I, so I absolutely love that. That's awesome. There are fifteen species of horned lizards. These are frogs. Or for, yeah, they're still <laughs> what are are frogs lizards? I, I guess I looked up. Is a horned frog a thing? The Texas horned lizard, the Phrynosoma conantrum, or whatever, whatever. Do you even what? know how to that's say a, that? That's a butcher and a half. Oh my <laughs> God. Actually, that's a that's a question for the listeners. Actually, out there, give us your take on that. What? Do you think that frogs and lizards are the same? thing apparently according to you i want to yeah. i want to hear that from everybody it's that's that's no <laughs> they definitely aren't <laughs> when a lizard comes out the mommy lizard does it have no legs and why? It's a bunch of baby <laughs> fish. wow wow gabe that's why <laughs> i said okay, that this is uh, our point look I, li- that's why i said that uh <laughs> last game of the week i think is going to be game of the week we have got the fresh off a of loss notre dame number 11 traveling to the upset kings number 17 duke now, Notre Dame did have a bit of a heartbreaking loss in South Bend. Last second game, and I know RJ's having a fun time over there thinking I'm about ha- that I'm, win. I'm having a great time, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Ohio State's top four. I love it. But you got to stay there, though. Last second game winning rushing touchdown. Uh, that's got to be a heart crusher for Sam Hartman and his team. Um, I There's not a lot of analysis to take from that game other than that the defenses were amazing. Um. Again, it was a top 10 battle. Uh, Notre Dame did look good. They didn't look like their former selves. They didn't look like the team that they were crushing other teams by. But, I mean, again, it's like a USC kind of thing. They do have a little bit of a cupcake schedule. Shout out USC and Notre Dame. (laughs) But (laughs) Sam Hartman did throw for only 175 yards and a touchdown. Still, that's a pretty decent game. Audric Estime had 14 carries for 70 yards, which, again, I said before, was a season low for him. And one of their wide receivers, Mitchell Evans, had seven catches for 75 yards. So Notre Dame's offense did not look as high-octane as it once was. Well, they might have not looked as good, but Audric Estime is still, in my opinion, this year's top running back. Oh, yeah, definitely. Oh, I agree with that. Yeah. So I think, I think him having a bounce-back game is, like, a no-brainer. He is going to be running angry. It's it's gotta it's gotta be it's gotta be in the stars for this game. But on to Duke. Now Duke played against UConn. They they traveled to Connecticut. Uh, another dominant performance from Riley Leonard. Which I mean, Gabe, you called it at the start of the season that Riley Leonard was going to be one to watch. He's been amazing. Yeah, that's my guy. Okay, ever since he got me that week one Clemson. <laughs> and I he's see, my favorite college player. Yeah, and I see and I see Cam bowing down to him right now. We, uh, I just want to say we all made fun of you for that for that, and we uh, deeply regret I, it. I oh, swear, yeah. I swear, if you call that Kansas game too, you might just be a psychic. Yes. Bro knows the future. Um, so Duke had another dominating performance, forty-one-seven against UConn. Again, UConn's not really known for football; they're more of a basketball school. But Riley Leonard threw for two hundred forty-eight yards and a touchdown, adding a rushing touchdown and thirty yards. And then Duke's running back, Jordan Waters, ha- added two rushing touchdowns to the scoreboard. Now, Duke's wide receivers have looked pretty solid over the past few weeks. Uh, Jordan Moore with eight catches, 86 yards, and a touchdown. And Jalen Calhoun with eight with six catches and 76 yards. Did not record a tutty, 
but he had 12.7 yards per catch. Now, there are some key defensive players that I think we should watch out for in this matchup. Duke's defensive tackle, Aeneas Peebles, had four total tackles, two solo, one and a half sacks, and two and a half tackles for loss. And Notre Dame's defense, I'd like to highlight one out of these guys, but they've looked solid all year. And I think Notre Dame's linebacker, J.D. Bertrand, has been absolutely fantastic. Eight total tackles, four solo, one tackle for loss, and one pass defended in the Ohio State game. That's about as good as a team that you could put up that stat line against. Now, Notre Dame have a really good defense, like I said. Oh, yes. I I really like the upside. Yeah, absolutely. They gave Ohio State a bunch of trouble. Yeah. Like, more trouble than I've seen in a while from that Ohio State team, so that's a prop for Notre Dame's defense. Yeah, you got to give it to Indiana, too. No comment. <laughs> no comment. I just I just had to throw that out there. We are, baby. Still undefeated. Uh, so is Penn State. Um, yeah, so is Fresno State. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> shout out. Shout out Purdue for losing to, to Fresno State. You look so much better now, though. At least we aren't the Boilermakers. Just, just keep going. Yeah. Um, Please. So, I don't want to talk about them anymore. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Duke does have home field advantage this time. Um it will definitely be a great game. Uh, the defense will definitely be a key factor for Notre Dame in stopping Riley Leonard and that rushing attack. Um, I still think Notre Dame will pretty much easily get a victory here. I think they're just too overpowered for this Duke team. I think they'll see their first loss this season. I have Notre Dame going into the Carolinas and going 38-21. Wow. 17 points. Yeah. Yeah. You it's, think it's going to be a revenge game for him? I do think Sam Hartman has <laughs> pretty much that dog in him. And I think that he's going to come back and have a good performance against this red-hot Duke team. Fair enough. So you're on the Sam Hartman train? Like, is he is on the Hartman train. Oh, you'll hear whose train I'm on later. We'll you a, will definitely hear whose train I'm on later. Sam Hartman's good. Pause? But ju- no. <laughs> no, no pause. <laughs> wow. Wow, wow. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I, I, am, I am speechless. I am <laughs> I'm so upset right now. <laughs> All right. So moving on, we now have the updated AP poll. So we're going to start from the bottom up. Now, Fresno State at 25. We have Kansas at 24. Missouri at 23. Florida moving up to 22, Tennessee at 21, uh, Ole Miss dropping to 20 after their loss to Alabama, uh, Oregon State dropping to 19 after their loss, uh, Miami at 18, Duke at 17, Washington State moving all the way up to 16. What a team. Shout out to them for beating that Oregon State team. Shout out shout out a quarterback that I will be naming very soon, one of my favorite quarterbacks. Pack Championship. Pac-2 championship. Pac-2 he's, championship. But hey, he's definitely the best quarterback in the Pac-2. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> uh, number 15, North Carolina. Uh, then we've got Oklahoma at 14. LSU at 13. Bama moving back up to 12. Uh, Notre Dame dropping to 11 after their loss to Ohio State. Uh, Utah at 10. The Oregon Ducks sneaking into, sneaking further into the top 10 at number 9. We've got USC dropping to eight, where they belong. Washington at seven. 
<laughs> That's a very uh, great point. The yeah. the Penn State Nittany Lions Open. going up to six. Hey. I know I didn't say hey. the. Hey hey, 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 hey. We are not the. The you are going to lose in a couple weeks. Anyway. I I know that. Trust me, we're going to go ten and two. Good. I know it. Uh, Florida State dropping to five. Uh, the thank you. Ohio State University. Thank you. Sneaking into the top four at number four. Texas, Michigan, and Georgia all remain at 3-2-1. and one. Guys, what are your thoughts? Okay, so I do agree with Notre Dame beating, being exactly where they are. I would not make a change. Just because you lose a game doesn't mean you have to drop like they've been doing all year. They lost to a very good Ohio State team, and they nearly won the game. They are exactly where they need to be. I, I, I agree with you on that. I think even, watch, even being an Ohio State fan, that Notre Dame team was really good. They shouldn't have barely dropped that far at all, and I think the place they were exactly at right now is where they should be. My problem is this. Oregon at nine. Who's above them? USC. Oh, wow. I, I don't know if if you're this like the poll. How is USC still eight? I don't get they it. They haven't played nobody, and Oregon destroyed primetime. Let's talk about how USC... Barely, or I don't want to say barely, but uh, scraped past Arizona State. Thank you. Like I, I, I really don't understand it. It's this bias from USC though. It's finally, I think, s- slowly starting to come down because they haven't played anybody yet. I think, in my opinion, they haven't played anybody. Well, that's my big problem. Cupcakes. It's because of Caleb Williams. Yeah. That's I mean, it. Oh yeah. If, oh if yeah. You, if yeah. you have a high-powered quarterback, I'm not shouting on names, but I will. UNC with Drake May being at 15. <laughs> I don't get that. That's uh, crazy. Apparently, if you have a, a high-level quarterback, screw it. We'll put you anywhere you want. <laughs> <laughs> also, one thing. Speaking around the realm of USC on this AP poll. I do like Washington being above them because that offense has been absolutely unstoppable. Uh, absolutely. Shout out Michael Penix Jr. But number one in the nation vote? They got a vote. I, I don't get that either. That, that and one then, Washington. How? Is that one Washington fan? Florida State had three. I, I, which, one, is that one Washington fan? All right, as much as I hate Ohio State, I think Ohio State should have more votes than Florida State. That's Thank crazy. I, yeah, Michigan still has like one for like Gus Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> it's Gus Johnson. I'm telling you. I mean, how many votes does Texas need to pass them for the number two spot? Forty-four. Oh, they're gonna need forty-five. Yeah, forty-five. I genuinely think Michigan are only up there because JJ McCarthy's got like a crazy completion percentage. It's almost eighty. Probably yeah. that's why. Yeah. But who have they played? No one. Eastern Carolina, I think Rutgers. Wow. 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 So cool. <laughs> Wow, uh, he's, they're playing Rutgers. All right, I have a question for all you guys. So, shout out anyone who knows that reference on TikTok. <laughs> Rutgers, <laughs> we're at Rutgers money line. Rutgers. So, USC plays primetime this week. Okay, why? Oh wait, no, that's that's Col- true. It's Col- yeah. it's Colorado. Also, real yeah. quick before we go into that point, I just, the other team is UNLV. Yeah. Michigan. Um, if USC absolutely obliterates. Prime uh, Colorado. They should. They should. How far are you bringing them up in the poll? Colorado or USC? Yeah, I think they go. At, I think they go to seven. Maybe yeah. Spot that's or the. Two. I think that's the ceiling. And They're without the Travis Hunter. Really good. They're without yeah. Travis Hunter. It would t- for them to creep up into the top six or five. It would take a Penn State or a Washington loss. Absolutely. I don't think is going to happen. No. And for Colorado, if WVU beats TCU, you know how much that's going to hurt. 
Deion Sanders and his team. Oh, yeah. They might go down even more, even bottom of the, like they're not ranked, but still even under like the unranked. For, I mean, it devalues the win. That's what I was looking for. And devalues that's, the win. That's the most valuable win. Yeah, right now. I would also like to say this. If Colorado finds a way to beat USC, they deserve a Tennessee kind of drop. I think they should be a 20. Yeah. I I mean, hey, that'd be very interesting. I think it depends. If the game is close and Colorado wins, USC might go down to like the 16, 15 range just because it's it's USC. This this USC bias is getting old. The it's it's I don't even want to say USC bias. I think it's Caleb Williams bias, like Gabe said, but it's it's getting really old. Yeah, I think I think overall, I mean, if they survive the test though, that's fair play. Yeah. Fair enough. They survive yeah. their test. They win the Pac-12. Fair enough. You, They'll probably get a, a playoff spot. Yeah. Fair enough. And and also, you and I were talking earlier about Florida being at 22, even though they scraped past Charlotte. And you were talking about how the fact that all the teams above them pretty much lost. And that it's that's the only reason why they moved up. Yeah, it's because those teams lost. Like, Colorado got down. And that's one of them. And then just thinking of the rest that kind of fell down, looking at it here, like Kansas State uh, fell down as well. And then obviously Clemson, good God, they're like receiving only five like ranked votes near with Texas A&M. I just think overall that's the only reason like you see teams like Fresno State and potentially Florida raising as high as they did was to make room for those non-ranks to get up into the rankings. I think that's why that happened, honestly, in my opinion. Um, but still – Barely scraping by Charlotte. Come on, man. You know, it, you got to be it's, better. It's terrible. Yeah, and, and just to mention something, I'm looking at the list of like people who didn't make it in. Air Force is on there. Why? Why? What? Over a and and Clemson. Air, Air Force. Force. And Wisconsin. And Wisconsin. <laughs> wow. Oh, no, they're tied. They're tied at six votes. Oh, my. Is, is Syracuse tied with them, too? No, they have eight Oh, votes. Syracuse have eight. Yeah. I'm, just, I'm just blind. They must be turning the Jets on. Oh my God! Oh, oh! Moment, moment of silence for whatever that was. Oh, anyway, that was bad. Still, <laughs> I don't know. Florida, Florida, though, still don't understand it. Yeah, uh, this this AP poll has been very up and down. I mean, other than the top two, it's it's just a roller coaster every week. I'm liking the amount of variety with the AP poll. This season has definitely not disappointed yet. I mean, seeing teams like Fresno State, Duke. Washington State, uh, seeing Washington and number seven, that is definitely something that we haven't seen in a while. Not only that, and shockingly, Miami of Florida is still on the board, not actually kicked out of the top twenty-five this time of the year. Also very shocking. Yeah, that's well. actually that's that's very <laughs> true. Yeah, that is very true. Uh, so that's it for the AP poll talk. Uh, it's Heisman time. Now we are four weeks into the college football season. If you include week zero, we can talk about five weeks. But these is this is what the Heisman's looking like. It's looking. I'm very happy. I'm very happy to say that there is a new number one on the Heisman list. It's amazing to not see Caleb Williams at the top, Mister Michael Penix Jr. He ho oh, he has been balling out. Four games started, sixteen hundred yards, sixteen touchdowns. To two picks. 90, wow. 93.7 QBR. That's leading the FBS. Really? Wow. Yeah. And I, 
what's amazing to see is you've seen the archetype that's been for quarterbacks over the past few years. Oh yeah, he's a pocket passer. Wow, he rarely yeah. get he ra- yeah, he, he rarely terrible. uses his legs. Wow, I mean that could potentially bring the little bit of some pocket passer action back, kind of from the current like you know dual threat. So I think that's very interesting. Yeah, it's it's definitely interesting. With that being said, does that lower his draft stock? Because over the years. It's been a mobile quarterback's game. I, I think absolutely not. I, depending on what team, absolutely not. Like what the team like what a team's looking for is a quarterback that can win him games. And if that pocket passer is gonna win him games, they're gonna take that pocket passer pretty high. All right. Number two is Caleb Williams. You guys all know about Caleb Williams. I don't really want to talk about boy. Caleb Williams. I don't either. That's, That's not your boy. That's <laughs> I will say, though, 1,200 yards, 15 touchdowns to zero picks is very good. That's very good. He's got 21 carries for 73 yards and three touchdowns, too. So he's a deserving number two. I just hate all the hype around this team. Uh, so we've got Bo Nix at number three, very deservingly. Yes. Very deservingly. I love him getting the respect he deserves. Yeah. Did he potentially make uh, all this, uh, the hype and the ads and everything around finally worth it? There is – Bo Pix is no more. Yeah I, yeah, I truly think that Bo Pix is no more considering he's only thrown one interception off a bad That's, decision. That is great. With 11 touchdown passes. Yeah, it, it's his, his nickname is Bodacious now if you've seen it. Bo Bodacious. Bodacious. Hey. I like it. And number four, we have Jordan Travis maintaining his top five status. Yes. He, one of my original top uh, pre-se- or potential preseason uh, slash week one picks. I li- I'm glad he's still up there. Yeah. And at number five, who I personally think should be higher, I love Washington State's junior quarterback, Cameron Ward. That man is a certified hound. He is amazing. Absolutely. And as you're going on about explaining him, his former school is just what kind of catches me off guard. So kind of lead into that. I want to okay. hear this. He is a former incarnate word. What is university? That? What is that? What is I don't that? know. What is that? <laughs> trust me. Trust me, I don't know. Somebody looked that up right now. So he played two wow. he played two years there and look at these stats. His best season at UIW was 65% completion rate, 4648 yards, 47 touchdowns. 47? 47. Oh my god. RJ. Wow. 10 picks and a 7.9 yard average. This is the largest Catholic university in Texas. What? University of Texas. University of the Incarnate Word. Why did you point me out? So why have we never heard of it? Yeah. Why have we never heard? Why did you point me out? Well, I I, I don't know. I just want to see if you're interested. (laughs) You're the one that asked. What? Connor asked. Yeah, you're the one that asked. Yeah. And just to put those stats in your head, he's currently on pace for his best season yet which I think is amazing. He currently has a 74.6% completion rate with a currently 16th ranked Washington State Cougars. Now, his 2023 stats so far are 1,390 yards, 13 touchdowns, and zero picks with an 86.4 QBR that is currently 10th in the FBS. He has 41 carries for 109 yards and three touchdowns on the ground. Which, I mean, he's not been a very efficient runner so far. It's still more than Caleb Williams. Well, yeah, it definitely is. But he... Let me hit you guys with some stats. He is third in the FBS in passing yards, ninth in completion percentage, 19th in yards per completion, and fourth in passing touchdowns. 
And this is all for Washington State. And he's also played in two wins over two ranked teams so far. Number 19, Wisconsin at the time, and now number 14, Oregon State, where he threw for over 400 yards. I think that deserves a big Heisman nod. I think he should be above Jordan Travis. If not, he's competing with Bo Nix, too. Yeah, I agree with that. I think he should definitely be over Travis. Over Nix, though, Nix tore up Colorado. I'm going to give that to Nix. Yeah. I, will, I will give you that, but I we'll see as, as the season goes on. I think he's, at least, if not a dark horse, then he is one of the top five candidates. Solid. Now, moving on from college football, we have our favorites, NFL football. Guys, how are we feeling about the season so far? Cameron, you are raising your hand violently right now. Let's hear it. <laughs> oh, no. That, bre- that breath is not good. I think I have something for you. You need you to practice. No, no, no. no you don't, hey, no. let me no. finish. Let me finish. Uh-oh. You need to practice meditation, man. Yeah. It could really help you. Maybe that's what he was doing. When he was oh, we're, we're going 0-17. We're going 0-17. We're going to lose to the Broncos, and I know it. We're going to lose. You know what? We're, you know what? No. We're going to draw. We're going to make it even You're better. You're going to tie? We're going to draw. It's going to be like 24-24. Is it like, is it like that prediction on ESPN where they said there's going to be five safeties each team? It's going to end 10-10? Oh, my yes, God. Yes, there's going to be five safeties, and then there's going to be, what, a thousand injuries we're just going to somewhat have. Oh, my God. There's Justin, Justin Fields out for the year. Oh, my God. You know, Eddie Jackson's injured. Jalen Johnson's injured. Josh Blackwell's. I don't even know who that guy was, but apparently he's injured. Um Wow. <laughs> <laughs> about about this game. All right? Oh man. This this is this is the dumpster fire of games. This is the not so Super Bowl. This is the anti Super Bowl. You got it. Russell Wilson is not at fault for the Broncos. He's gonna, limited. He's gonna tear up that their secondary. Yeah. That's probably gonna I, happen. I get know you're looking it. at me really mad yeah, right get, now. Get but used I, to it. This is the Caleb Williams off. If he the stays. Mi- if no. he doesn't stay. The Michael Panics off. If the worst game in the human football. Uh, the worst game in human football history. I would call it the Marvin Harrison off. Really, if you think wow. about it. All right, I, yeah, because w- if he if the Bears get the number one pick, <laughs> Caleb Williams is standing. Would you blame him? I want to point out. out I want to no, point no. out five things about this game. Five. This is the seventeenth all-time matchup between these teams. Okay. Um. Yes. You might look at me weird, but I, I'm actually very perplexed at when I saw this. That's a big word. Does he know what that means? I know what this means. So you do know what that word means? Yes, I do know what that word means. We're also 4-3 and three against the Broncos when playing at Soldier Field. But that's that doesn't mean anything this year. That doesn't mean Jack. That does yeah, not really, mean anything. It really doesn't. That doesn't mean. All I hope is, is that. Okay, I'm just going to cool. calm down. Oh, is that a voice crack? Yes. Oh. He's, he's had like five. Yeah, <laughs> he's, get, he's getting in his zen real quick. <laughs> oh. If Justin Fields does not throw for 200 yards this game, I want him benched. What? Oh, wow. Your hot takes just get hotter and hotter. I want man. him benched. Lord. And I want Tyson Pageant in. I want Tyson Pageant in. Yeah, I he- I heard that the first time, and I'm like, wow, good God, Pam, I got you. You guys played great against Blaine Gabbert. <laughs> <laughs> Blaine Gabbert. <laughs> oh my lord. 
Thanks. That Man. is a. That's how, a uh, how's uh, how's your commanders doing? Oh yeah, that's a perfect. Uh, yeah. Wow. How was last week? How was it? Same <laughs> meditation. We've got a lot of deep breaths this week. So oh, yeah. I, I'd like to say something. Can you guys guess? I told Connor this. So Connor, you you can't guess this. All right, I'm Can not you on guys this one. guess what Sam Howe is on pace for for sacks? Like getting sacked. Sixty-five. Seventy. A hundred and two. What? <laughs> <laughs> it's in the triple digits. I nearly, I nearly fell over on High Street when he told me that. What? He's been sacked nineteen times this year. You that should. Is crazy. You know what you should do? I have some off-season advice for you already. Resign like a bunch of like you know, and not even resign. Just sign a new O line as a whole. Yeah. Um. Also, he's getting sacked at that rate. How do you feel about him getting sacked at that rate while playing at FedEx Field? <laughs> Alex FedEx Smith again? Field. I can't have another Alex Smith because first of all, that was terrible. Not just for the league, but for Alex Smith himself. And I would hate to put someone of Sam Howe's potential and age in that situation. But four interceptions? He said, Coach, look at me. I'm Jameis Winston and proceeded to do another one. <laughs> 30 for 30. Yeah, you need RG3 back. What? 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 <laughs> the analyst RG3? Yes. You want, you want current analyst. form RG3? Current oh, my Lord. RG3. Wow. Okay. Book that. Book that. He wants current form RG3 back uh, on the I'm going to write that Not, down. Oh. I'm going to write that but down. But I, I know the nickname that everyone knows o- Washington O-line for is the Hogs. I've got new. This team is... This team's, this team's O line is called Bacon because they're cooked. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> like it oh is my gosh. bad, and our, our defense isn't even playing that bad. Like they're finally playing good. Kendall Fuller has allowed one catch. He, that that's great. That's beautiful he, stat. He has allowed a zero passing rating through three games against every team's top receiver. Emmanuel Forbes is the number one rookie secondary player. I mean, and then there's everybody else. You guys got Eli Apple's on your team. Oh, oh! Have don't one of even the best get me started. In the league right now, other than Percy Butler not knowing what he's doing in the backfield most of the time. <laughs> <But> <laughs> how do you how do you feel about Cam Curl though? He's been okay. I mean, uh, it's communication problems with their defense. It's players not knowing what to do. It's the it's them not knowing how much they need to drop back in coverage. It's it needs to be fixed. Ron Rivera has not been the best in-season adjuster. Um, he's made adjustments, don't get me wrong, but it seems to take him a while to do something. Um, I'm finally happy he's playing Antonio Gibson less and less. He's been bad, and he just fumbled again. So he's gone after this year. Everybody wants him out. Yeah, I hate to see a 1,000-yard rusher go, but he has fallen off, and Brian Robinson has been in control of that run game. There's a big emphasis on the word bad there. Very big emphasis. <laughs> He's been <laughs> bad. There you go. I, I, I wonder why. Just that O-line, that's probably why. They, Brian Robinson's playing excellent, so it can't be the O-line. It really can't. Brian Robinson has been outstanding, but they're playing Philly. Oh, my. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, that oh. Philly. Um, we beat them last year off a strong, a strong established run game, and we played mistake free most of the way. We're gonna need another one of those because yeah. two and two is not sexy. You're gonna need a miracle, man, for yep. that game. That's all I'm gonna say on that part. Two and two is not sexy. How do you think zero oh and three looks? 
You beat Owen four. Yeah, I'd say Owen. No, oh three and one actually. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that sounds more realistic oh. than the Bears win at least. Yeah. All right, RJ, you want to talk about the Browns? Absolutely. You know, I love talking about the Browns. Man, oh, yeah. last game last week, beautiful on both sides of the ball. I loved it. The defense getting after Ryan Tannehill and sacking him five times. Miles Garrett, three and a half sacks, Woo-hoo. and a forced fumble. Loving it because when Elijah Moore fumbled. They were in the red zone, and I was thinking touchdown because last year's defense that's six points or like six seven points in like four plays from like around the 20, 25 yards. Our defense was not that what it is now, nowhere near it. Only three points, and before halftime they had another chance. Guess what? Zero points. Tannehill got sacked. They didn't have enough time to get the field goal unit out. Much respect to this Cleveland defense, only holding Tennessee to three points, and have I believe the total yard total for uh, the Titans' offense was the lowest in their franchise's history. Wow! Since 1976. Oh my god! Yeah, your defense is really helping me in fantasy. Oh, it is. Oh, I bet you it is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're looking very great, and even switching sides on the offensive side of the ball, I was very impressed with as well, considering the. De- abysmal performance in Pittsburgh, which, God, that was horrible. Deshaun Watson only incompleted six passes. He threw for 289 yards. Looking like his old Houston days, am I right? Yeah. That was probably his greatest game as a Brown so far in my my thinking. Like, thinking back to all the other games, I think this was his best game by far. I think, yeah, I think ever since everything went down with Watson, that's probably the most poised I've ever seen him. He's like, He looked really good in that game. Absolutely. And the offensive line gave him more time to think. That is something that also I was very impressed with. We finally picked it up a little bit, but it's about a constant offensive line for the rest of the year um, that I think is going to be the biggest uh, question mark uh, regarding the offense just in general is going to be the O-line. Um, rushing the ball. There's a familiar face. Kareem Hunt back with the Browns. I loved it. He only had a couple carries, but still that hurdle and him overall extending the reach for the first down. I missed that out of any running back. Like that was the guy to do it. Hunt's back. I love it. So shout out to him as well. Jerome Ford actually he played eh. He played a he was not really that good. I'm not gonna lie. Tennessee's defense on that front got to him. But Pierre Strong like kind of when uh it was the fourth quarter, Watson was getting benched like the second stringers were out there. He proved why he should have a roster spot. So, uh, shout out to him as well. And the receiving. Amari Cooper got robbed of a touchdown. I don't want to hear it from anybody that he didn't get robbed. That was not even close to being out of bounds. That ref needs LASIK. Good Lord. That is <laughs> that, that is my rant of like wow. just like a the only negative thing I can really think about for this game for the Browns was the ref. And that just one play. They, do you so, think they were paid? No, they were not paid. Huh. All right. They were not paid. No way. No way. But yeah. overall, I was very impressed with Cleveland, both sides of the ball for Cleveland, and going into Baltimore, a game I will be attending. I can't wait to see this new and improved Browns team up close and personal. I can't wait. I'm really excited about this Browns team. And I think looking at the second half of the schedule, it's looking very favorable for us. So if we just play if this defense plays like it has been playing the first like three weeks. I'm not gonna put anything out there yet, but still, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be one really happy Browns fan. That's all I'm gonna say. Yeah, they. I'm not gonna lie; they've looked like the best team in the North so far. 
and that's really scary. But going to another AFC North team, before I talk about my Cincinnati Bengals, we've got a questionable matchup next week. It's going to be a, it's either going to go really well or it's going to be an absolute blowout. Horrible. Steelers, Texans. Ooh, man. That, that's going to be a great matchup. Yeah. I think C.J. Stroud, that's his test. That's like one of his biggest tests of the year is that Pittsburgh defense. That defense is incredible. So if C.J. Stroud still does what he's been doing these past couple of weeks, he is going to be a great talent in this league. Yeah, and I think one of the big things for him is being able to evade that pass rush from T.J. Watt and Alex Highsmith. He is definitely going to have to use his feet, which we've been seeing him doing over the past few games. And I know you are not used to seeing him doing that in a Buckeyes uniform. But he is adapting to the circumstances in Houston, and I think that's going to be a really good game. But now, moving to a different part of Ohio, we're going to Cincinnati. We are talking. We're talking about the Bengals, baby. It's not. <laughs> it's not Kentucky. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. Do they have Skyline Chili? I wouldn't know, man. Never had it. Nope. So, I think the Bengals sort of figured it out. I mean, it's. It was a definitely it was an ugly win, but that's what we are known for. We've been known for since Burrow came in. We can get those ugly wins. And if you want to be a good team, you have to win ugly. Or should I say be able to win ugly? Yeah. Nineteen sixteen at home in the whites to the Rams. It's not uh, It's not ideal. I'll give your defense this. Oh. They made Stafford look like trash. Oh, yeah. I'll give oh, him he that. He looked terrible. But, but then there's the offense. Uh, it's I, a little stagnant. Yeah. yeah. You're at home. Yeah. we get. I mean, the defense, I'm really proud of the defense, how they played. Um, six total sacks, two picks, ten hits on the quarterback, seven tackles for loss. Wow. And two specific players I'd like to highlight. Other than Trey Hendrickson, he had two sacks. He's a beast. Everyone knows this. Logan Wilson had two picks, four tackles, and two passes defended. Now, I said this originally at the start of the season that Logan Wilson was going to be one of the players to watch out for on this team. Watch out. This is your, this is your, this is your watch out game. Look for him. I know one of them was, a, was like a deflected pass. He's, he's, he's like that. He is like that. And proud of my boy Dax Hill for stepping into that role that is that we've so desperately needed all season. The safety had eight total tackles, seven solo, one sack, and two tackles for loss. That's the kind of safety we need. We've been missing Bates and Bell. And I think he did a, I think he did a really good job this game. If he can keep this up, he's looking like a good replacement. He's looking like where we drafted him. Now, the offense. Shaky is the only word to describe it. Jamar Chase actually did something. I will yeah, say he had a very better game than he's had. It was Absolutely. more It was more second-half stats for Jamar. He had yeah. a little bit of a sl- The entire offense had a slow first half. I think we only we only put up six points in the first half, right? It was two it was field goals? Something like that, yeah. Yeah, Evan McPherson lights out other than the missed field goal at the start of the game. Four for five. Um... Cameron, can you please keep benching Jamar Chase so he plays like this all the time? <laughs> I yeah, please. That would be very much appreciated because we need him. Um, I don't want to put in George Pickens or whatever that Pacheco's name is. Isaiah George Pacheco. Pickens. You put in George Pickens because Andrew told you to. Yeah, I did. And he made you look like an idiot. Shout out our boy Andrew. Yeah, shout out Andrew. 
Always love Andrew. Um, how much? How many points did he have? Andrew? No. Uh, oh, Jamar had like twenty four. Yeah, he uh, had like he had like okay. twenty five plus. I think because he had really good. It was a big total. He had twelve catches for like one hundred forty yards. Yeah, I have it right here. Twelve catches for one hundred forty one yards. Okay. He had fifteen targets. Okay. Which is very characteristic of the Bengals uh, offense. I was, I, was, I was about to say, does that shock you? But yeah. I was saying. I, I was sure. saying during the game. Should. I remember, you remember this, aren't you? I was saying it during the game. When Jamar's hot, get him the ball. Yeah. That yeah you said li- that. That's yeah. how our offense works. When Jamar gets two catches in a row, Jamar chase. Jamar chase. Even Jamar from chase. what I've watched, yeah, Bengals football, like that's what it's been. Like I mean, it, almost that reminiscent of last year's KC game. Yeah, you get the random like deep fade route to T. Higgins after that, but once that inevitably fails, you just go back to Chase. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, I, I hate when the Bengals spam like the X button and just give it the chase the whole time because yep, I have the... I have T Higgins on my team. <laughs> like, yeah, he got but... me like six points. So Joe Burrow obviously still dealing with a little bit of a calf issue. Uh, he did look a little better at the start of the game after his first throw. I was very nervous because he looked like he was limping a little bit, and I was on the brink of tears because <laughs> I thought we were gonna lose him again and. I still can't, for the life of me, it's Chase Browning, right? I believe, or Jake Browning. Jake Browning? I still, I, I, I've yet to get his name right. Jake Browning? I've, I'm pretty sure. It, you you got to start is, memorizing it your back. Yeah. It is Jake Browning. It's it Jake? Is. Yes. Okay. I will say before the game, the front office gave me a heart attack because they let Will Greer go oh, to the man. Patriots, and I thought he was going to play. Um... And they said through an Adam Schefter article that uh, it said in an Adam Schefter tweet that we would not have a backup quarterback for this game. <laughs> and I, my heart almost dropped. My heart sank. Joe Mixon, Joe Mixon was warming up to play quarterback. Yeah, he was. He was practicing as Q- emergency oh. QB. This, this That's is the thing. Joe Mixon was in that back, just like chucking those things and in, in practice. For- it, I wait, 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 talk what? talk about talk about a talk yeah I know talk about a saving grace that Joe Burrow played and that he was able to finish the game healthy twenty six of forty nine two hundred fifty nine yards and a pick not a good stat line but you also have to think he's still dealing with that injury he's been starting slow the hangover is real and. We tried to rely on Joe Mixon. Didn't work out early. 19 carries for 65 yards and a touchdown. That touchdown did very much help us. That's what lifted us to the win. That's what gave us the momentum in the second half. But his yards per carry, it's just not good enough. That offensive line needs some help still, which I hate to say. I've been saying it for years. We've been saying it, I think, since the Bengals became a franchise, (laughs) that this offensive line needs help. Um... But we head into Tennessee this week. I like the matchup. Um, Like I said, we can still win ugly. Uh, That's definitely one characteristic of this team, if not any, that we can take a game that is very, very lackluster and turn it into a very gutsy win. But I think we go into Tennessee and get the job done. Uh, It, again, all depends on Burrow's health. But yeah, that's it's going to be a very interesting season for this team. And I'm not so sure the direction that we're going in, but it's definitely going to be interesting. That week 18 game will be very interesting in yeah. Cincinnati. 
Yeah. That's all I'm going to say. Very interesting. Yeah. And at least you guys are going to have a win a win near record. Oh, we'll oh. both we'll both have winning records. We should. Yeah, we I don't should know about you two, but yeah, well, me and Connor are doing just fine. <laughs> yeah, we're doing all right. No, we're gonna have an O. Yeah, have an O. All right. This brings us to the newest segment that we are trying out. We want to make it a little fun for you guys. We want to have a little fun with the end of this podcast. So we're experimenting with a draft. We are going to have a snake draft. And I'm sorry for all the people who are listening. We cannot use the NFL chime. Oh, man. Which sucks because that uh, would be perfect. It is copyrighted. That hurts my feelings. But hurt my feelings. Yes. We are having a draft. We're going to have five picks each, and it's going to be a snake. So, our topic. The biggest clowns slash funniest players ever in the league. Now... I'm taking the first pick because I'm the host. Sorry, guys. Before well, I was about to say, before you start, explain to everybody what a snake is. So maybe make sure oh, snake draft, that. yeah. So I'm going to get the first pick. We're going to go around, and the person with the last pick, which I believe is Gabe, Gabe will get two picks in a row, and then it will go back, and then I will get two picks in a row until we are done. So let's kick it off. So I am going to kick it off for everyone. With the first overall pick in the all-time NFL clown draft, I think it goes without saying, Mr. A.B. Antonio Brown. And I know I took all y'all's picks. Yeah, that was going to be my first rounder, even though he probably wouldn't have fell past you. So I'm like, man, kind of caught me. So, if you guys have been checking Twitter recently... Do you even need to explain it? No. So, we can give a little explanation after our picks, but... This one goes without saying. Antonio Brown is... Oh. <laughs> he, he's a guy. He's a I don't guy. Even, I don't even know how to explain yeah, it. He's not, he's, not, really, he's a person. He's, yeah. he's not He's not Kawhi like funny guy. He's or, like fun guy. He's a funny guy. He's... Yeah. Just, oh, I, I, I sigh every time I say... After I say Antonio Brown. It's a fall from grace. Yeah. We, might, we might have to do a separate episode on Antonio Brown's career. Oh, how yeah. the, the fall from grace that this man had. It was... Oh. So... Throwing it over, RJ, you have the number two pick on oh, the clock. I, I have my, my – the pick is in. I have my pick. And this kind of hurts me considering he was a former Cleveland Brown. Uh-oh. Johnny Football. Oh. Oh, my God. The documentary, if you watch the Johnny Manziel documentary, he watched zero film. How many? How much film? Zero. Holding zero. a zero. I have a picture of me bowling when I got a zero. Same, sh- same <laughs> stuff. Mind you, three frames in a row with hey, a zero. Hey, I can't bowl, man. All right, give me a break. But Johnny <laughs> Football, God, his always partying, always antics. Like, good God, I, I, I don't know. But I think my pick is very justified. I have so much money in my hand right now. <laughs> <laughs> Cameron, you've got the number three pick. You are on the clock. With the number three pick in the clown slash funniest players of all time draft, I am going with Chad Ochocinco. Hey, I like that pick. I like that pick. Represent the Bengals. Chad's just a funny guy. He really is a funny guy. The Madden ratings adjuster. The Madden ratings adjuster. (laughs) The uh, Mr. McDonald's I was just going to say it. Yep, I was just going to say it. He lives and breathes off McDonald's. Oh, yeah. Every day. Pre-game meds. Chad, please. 
<laughs> I, I love that. Watching, like, I think it was like can old. I, can I say the part about the quote that he had a few days ago? Oh, oh God. Mean it. I don't All know. Right, shit we, yes. Yeah. When he was asked if he would rather give up McDonald's or sex. And he said, and he said he'd rather give up sex. <laughs> Shout out, uh, hey! Shout out! I don't, I don't know, man. That's oh god! I don't know. Why would you say that though? Why is that even a topic of I conversation? Don't I don't know well, how I that mean, even gets brought up. It's it's Otro and Unk. So Shannon has the weirdest like interview Skip. topics. I mean, like he interviewed Dwayne <laughs> Wade. He's like, was that breakup? Was that like cheating scandal harder? It was losing the oh, finals. Oh, uh, how the what? That's, that's like the weirdest does interview he think? topics. That's like the does he think? Yeah, that uh, that Otro pick. <sighs> Bring it home, bringing it home right there. Great pick, though. That Thank is a you. great. Thank that you. is a great pick. Thank you. All right, Mr. Gabe. Back to backs, you guys. I think you guys screwed up. Cause are we screwed up? I'm taking Pat McAfee. Oh, hey. I hate you. Man. Without I said, wanted Pat. the voice, oh. of, the the person of WWE redefining ESPN right now. <laughs> Best pick announcer the Colts have ever seen in their life. Revolutionized media. Got Shout replaced out. by a monkey the year before. <laughs> <laughs> a chimpanzee announced the pick over Pat McAfee. Oh, yeah. yeah. I remember oh, yeah. you say that. Oh, oh my God. Yeah. So, with my next one, again, I feel like you guys just messed up. I'm taking Chase Claypool. Oh. Let me explain. Oh, oh no. Just go Losing, never heard of her. Yeah. He is well <laughs> under 400 after saying that, by the way. Um... He did say on Pac-Man Jones and like Brandon Marshall's little talk show that he is a top five receiver, maybe even top three. Oh my God. Oh, I can name like probably 15 better than him. Celebrating a seven yard catch in a two minute drill. I would, I would like to, I would like to bring up the point that Chase Claypool said losing never heard of her. And then Ryan Finley went into Pittsburgh and beat them. That, that, is, that gave you great joy. Both of you got great joys out yes, of that. Yes, that, that, that was that was amazing. Great. Oh my lord! All right, Cam, Cam, back to you. With the was it the fifth pick? Six. Sixth Six. pick. I sorry, I'm not good at math. Um, we don't. W- yeah, thanks. With the sixth pick in the funniest slash clown players of all time, I'm going with Shannon Sharp. Wow. Okay. Whoa. It's a, it's a little that's, high. That's up there. I yeah. Say, yeah. That's up there. I really I like. like I really like Shannon Sharp, especially his voice. Like, come on, skip. Do a skip. You uh, yeah the yeah. walking. Well, you know why he's called Unk, right? Yeah. Uh, he backwards wa- and Unk and Hennessy. Yeah, he walked out, walked on to set with a Dewey. Yeah. Backwards and Hennessy. Wow. What a guy. That is that that, that wow. <laughs> that's some baller stuff right there. Fair Listen, enough. Sour Patch, Lazy Eye, all that stuff. Lakers at five. Lakers in five. Lakers in five. <laughs> Lakers in five. Lakers in five. Oh. With the seventh pick. I didn't even announce you, bro. Give me time. Hey, RJ. I All right, RJ, myself. it's your turn. I announced myself. Wow. I'm kidding. That's uh, crazy. Next pick I have, I think, is very – another former Brown. I, I'm oh, I'm kind of finally realizing what I'm doing here. Odell Beckham Jr. Oh, boy. Shout out to him uh, punching uh, the, with his helmet back when he was in New York. Punches helmet with the uh, field goal, the little practice thing for the kicking net. He <laughs> <laughs> got hit right back in the head. And uh, his dad just overall exposing Baker Mayfield, revol- resulting to him being out of Cleveland. That, so both of them should be a package deal. I can't lie. that 
that might have been some of the hardest laughs I've ever had when Baker Mayfield's dad came out with a like a misread or not Baker Mayfield, yeah, OB, OBJ's dad came out with a low light reel of Baker misread. It was that, a compilation. That was incredible, uh, uh, man. That just hurt. It was so awkward too. You don't even know what to. As a fan, you're like, are you serious right now? You just yeah. wanted him off the team at that point, <laughs> honestly. Uh, so back to me. I have the number eight pick in the draft. And I think this is a bit of a sleeper. I'm going to go with the great Booger McFarland. Wow. I think one of my favorite quotes of all time came from Booger McFarland when he was talking about a certain Panthers wide receiver. Oh, Kelvin no. Benjamin. Oh, oh no. No, no, no. Oh, no. And he said, Kelvin Benjamin, 6'5", Maybe a Popeye's biscuit away from being a tight end. That you say that. That is one of my all-time favorite quotes from anyone in sports. That Booker McFarland is oh, he he's known to make people laugh. All right, and back to me again. Pick number nine. I think you guys are gonna like this one. I'm going with the great other punter. Marquette King. Hey. 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 Marquette King. Talk about the most entertaining punter in the league, other than Pat McAfee, obviously. At that time, yeah. One of my favorite moments, watching him get a flag thrown on him and proceed to pick it up and hit the folks with it on live TV. <laughs> he threw it down in the ref's face. He would, he would, he would like high step when he'd hit a good punt. Oh. It was amazing to watch Marquette King. He was he, he was primetime TV, even though he was a punter. Oh, right. man. RJ, back to you. My pick, oh, my God. I just, I'm making this pick. I'll explain why. But my pick is Ryan Clark. What? What? Wait. That analyst on ESPN, the former Steeler. Oh. oh. Good. His takes are horrible. Yeah. Oh my God! Like his takes are so horrible. It's funny. Well, hold up here. His his best take I've seen is it's film of a Seahawks game where Gino is going off, and there's this picture, there's this image of Drew Locke oh, on the sideline, oh. and he circles it and says, "Drew Locke, <laughs> this is where you need to be." <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. Oh my that. God! Was that the first game he was back? Like I, the first game he started? I think oh. so. Oh. oh my God! That's amazing. And then. Not only that, but I remember it was a take of him saying Jefferson wasn't the top receiver. He wasn't even in the top, like, three. Oh, it was, like, offseason. I'm like, bro, how do you make that take? I mean, that's – I just – I laugh at it. I laugh <laughs> at his takes. That's why he's my pick. Oh, that, I, I, I commend you for that pick. I forgot about Ryan Clark. All right, Cameron, tossing it over to you. Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill. Really? Yeah. Actually – one I of like the that. yeah, there's a quote I can't really say on air, but wow. We yeah we yeah yeah. yeah. What's it like going from Mahomes to Tua? It's like going from a, like what was it, like a Corvette to like some like Toyota. Like, <laughs> oh, I've seen it. it yeah. <laughs> oh my god. I liked I liked last week when he jumped into the crowd and celebrated his own touchdown. That was oh, awesome. Yeah. He was like, I, <laughs> yeah. I I loved it. That was that was awesome. Oh, that, that overall was overall funny guys. That so great, great great pick. All right, Gabe, you've got back to back now. Guys, I feel like you guys are just messing up. Like, really? My my first back to back. I'm taking Ryan Fitzpatrick. Oh, it's magic. Oh, oh no, it's magic. One. We messed up. He's in so many commercials now, and I always love seeing it. 
I, he's I love, so funny. I, anytime I see Ryan Fitzmagic, I'm like, hey, it's great. Yeah, like I always get good, like a good vibe every time he's on my on my television. My so. next yeah. pick, I'm taking Skittle. It's that's great no. pick. great pick so far everybody great picks gabe would you would you say you're here so you don't get fined yeah I'm actually, <laughs> i did say i was tired after <laughs> in the podcast oh, oh i i will never forget the video of him at cal driving around the cart <laughs> yeah oh my like, god hey. yeah I love that video <laughs> oh, oh i just god. saw that today actually really yeah wow oh. a great video I love it. I, lo- I love Marshawn Lynch. You guys are falling behind him in, in my draft. Come on. He's <laughs> not right. Yeah, yeah. He's, he is that, cooking that, up a good squad. That was, that was going to be one of my picks. But, Cam, back to you. There are two people I, I want to pick, but I, I don't know. Well, you only get one pick, so you have to choose. I yeah. know. I know. Choose wisely. Jamarcus Russell. Oh, my God. Oh. <laughs> Probably the worst NFL draft bust of all time. Yeah. Terrible. Yeah. I have chosen Jamarcus Russell. Why? Because wait, it was very laughable how he played. So he was very so bad. Laughable. He was so was bad so that he was funny. <laughs> yeah, it was so like pretty, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. If it wasn't for the cheeseburgers, maybe he could have been something. <laughs> <laughs> All right, RJ, <laughs> to you. I know you want to announce your pick. I know you want to take your own pick. Oh right? man, I want to so Up bad. To you. Oh, there's one guy when you when uh, Gabe made his Fitz Magic pick, it, it immediately popped into my head. Because I'm the best scorer in the game. Richard Sherman. Oh, oh my yes. Lord. He is so funny. Oh, my God. Just some of the stuff he said on air, and even, like, his reactions, like, for Christmas, or, like, they were, Amazon, they were doing that, uh, something probably Thursday Night Football when he was on that. He got gifted, like, you know, like, those, like, mini, like, kind of stuff, player-looking, like, plushy-looking yeah. things? Yeah. You could squeeze it, and it had, like, an audio thing. And it was Russell Wilson saying, let's ride. Oh, and, oh <laughs> so funny. Oh. I died. Oh, my God. It was so awesome. I, I actually saw it the other day. Oh, my God. It was so funny. So it brought me up. I oh. think that's my pick. That's- now, Rich- Richard Sherman probably has hands down the greatest conference <laughs> championship. Pumika is a sorry. Like Crabtree. That's what you going to get. Don't you ever disrespect That is legendary. Oh, so... I've got two guys that I'd like to pick. I got back-to-back. Um, I'm going to start with a kind of forgotten one, uh, Teron Johnson. Oh boy. Do you really? guys remember his combine? Yes. Oh. Do you remember the guy who was catching, and he got nailed in the face <laughs> by a ball <laughs> and proceeded to catch every ball after it? That, oh, oh my, oh my God. God. Solely for that reason, I'm going with... Teron Johnson, but uh, my last pick, Gabe is <laughs> Gabe is <laughs> I have gone with a legend going out in AB style, Vontae Davis. Oh boy! So at <laughs> halftime of one of his games, similar, he was on the Colts. Yes, he was. It was against the Bills, I believe, or was he on the Bills at this point? He was on the Bills. Yeah. Or was he on the Bills against the Colts? Yeah, I think he was on the Bills. They, they, the were, Colts, they were down like 28-6 at halftime or something like that. He straight up just left and just quit at uh, halftime. A- Antonio Brown asked. Yeah, he he realized he's like, I'm too old. And then just retired. Yeah. That, and then I, I, one, of my, one of my all-time favorite moments was when he went on Instagram Live after he did that with Shady McCoy. 
And he literally was just talking about, yeah, I was done, man. Yeah, Shady's just laughing on the other side. Do you blame him? I, I don't. I don't. That is, oh. <laughs> For that reason, I'm taking Vontae Davis. Oh and my that God. is one of my favorite. That's one of my favorite Oh, NFL my moments. Lord. Oh, jeez. All right. So RJ, your final to, pick. It's up to me now. Yep. Yeah. My final pick. Man, this is where it gets interesting. All the good, funny funny people in the nfl have been taken oh no i still have one really i still have you still one. Have oh one. no i have one person you you each have a person okay so I, i'm thinking here just overall funny like makes me laugh personally this is an unexpected pick but just due to all of his in-game stuff oh. there is a specific thing i was one of the games it was a monday night football game against carolina i think he had a missed call he was chewing out the ref the whole time and you it was he was mic'd so you could hear the whole thing it was funny tom brady Oh my <laughs> lord! He is probably one of the funniest at like the in-game like hot mics <laughs> I've ever seen. Gronk, it, stand up! Oh my, it's so funny. Get set! Get set! Get set! It's so funny! Oh my god! And when there's, he gets and when he gets pissed, you can tell it's the tablet throwing, helmet throwing. There's another word in that "get set" quote that yeah. we cannot say yeah. on air. Chew, chewing out, get Josh, set. chewing out Josh McDaniels every year when he was in New England. Oh, oh my god! So it has to be my last pick. Good pick. And for my last pick. Hey, 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 I didn't announce you. Cameron, yeah, it's uh, your pick. Okay, well, so Steve Smith Sr. Oh, oh man. That's a fire pick. That's a good one. That's a fire pick. I like that. Why Why did you pick Steve Smith Sr.? Do I even have to ask? <laughs> no, <laughs> you do you even not. have to ask? Yeah. <laughs> no, you do not. Oh. That was <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, oh, Gabe. Let's go. Oh, oh my god. god. You have the final pick in the draft. We have it up here. Oh. I have selected Zach Wilson. Not because of his bad play and uh when he had like ten yards of offense and he didn't blame the offense for losing the game. His off the field antics oh. with uh, some teammates Mothers. relatives. Prom. Yeah, that's good. Mothers. Yeah, prom. Yeah. Zach Wilson is everyone's spirit animal. Yeah. I about to say has to be. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know oh. he's gonna love it when he's playing the playing the Jaguars because he's gonna go cat hunting. <laughs> oh, oh wow. That's cook that's that's, that's, that's Kook Nation. <laughs> I, have an, I have an honorable mention now that you say just real quick, like not even a draft pick, but like it's so funny. Sam Darnold and him seeing ghosts, man. That's what it reminded oh. me of. Oh, do, oh you do you remember the thing where they said uh, out indefinitely mononucleosis? Yes. <laughs> I do remember that. That is one of yeah. my all time favorite graphics. Oh my god. Oh, that was amazing. Oh, my Lord. I, I love this segment, though. This was awesome. Yeah. I um, love the new edition. Is there is there any other sleepers you guys want to talk about? Because I've got a few. I have I a ha whole list. I have, a, um, oh. I have Mark Ingram. Oh, I had him, too. And and I had both Mannings. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. picked Peyton probably over Eli, but yeah. yeah. I like the uh, Chad Powers segment for Eli. I also had, Ter I also had Terry Bradshaw and DeBrickashaw Ferguson. Did you just say DeBrickashaw because you like his name? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Shocker. Um, so, I think a few people kind of went under the radar. I think Josh Allen's really funny. Um, I love seeing it, like the Bills TikTok yeah. stuff and him. It's always really uh, funny. There was a certain like time that I thought was really funny. Do you remember when the Seahawks wide receivers were doing all those crazy dances in the, in the end zone? Yeah. yeah. That was funny. You remember the, uh, the, the like Macarena? Yeah, I like the coordinator like when they're doing like the yeah. hand this way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, a lot of people with the funny names, like the Tony Gonzalez one, 
That oh, was yeah. amazing. Um, Vernon Davis, <laughs> Maryland. <laughs> I am Tony Gonzalez, University of California. Oh, I'm Tony Gonzalez. I'm Tony Gonzalez. <laughs> he, he was pretty funny. University of California. <laughs> that was and awesome. I am Antoine Renoel. Who was uh, one that said you already know university? Oh, was that Judon? Yeah. yeah that wasn't Judon. Judon. That was Body Built by Taco, Taco Bell. Bell. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> and um, God. what was it? I like Lamar's Twitter. Oh, my God. I that, think Lamar's Twitter Lamar's really Twitter funny. should be its own pick. Does, yep. Do, do, and do any of you guys have a crab tree on your list? No. No. Oh, no, I do not. Okay. Really? I have a whole list. Should I run crab through it? Crabtree's ability no. to... Let him run through his list. I want to hear Gabe's list. 50 players. I went kind wow. of overboard, but it took me like 10 minutes. I kid you not. Wow. No particular order. There's no particular order. But it's Antonio Brown. Yeah. Johnny Manziel. Marshawn Lynch. Shannon Sharp. Randy Moss. Chad Ochocinco. Oh, oh, man. Pat McAfee. Travis Kelsey. Richard Sherman. Jamarcus Russell. Jared Allen. Oh, Jared Allen. Oh, yeah. He's <laughs> Matt Ryan. I have two coaches just for fun, but it was Dan Campbell and Bill Belichick. Oh, oh the yeah. kneecap biters? Yeah. Kneecap biters, yeah. and then just... OBJ. On to the next one. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers. Josh Norman. Jameis Winston. We're going to eat a W. <laughs> That's <laughs> a W. W's. Ryan Fitzpatrick. Adam Jones. Pac-Man. Oh. oh. I have Gronk. Oh, yeah. Oh, I forgot he about been Gronk. Vontez Perfect. Jay Cutler. Oh no. Jay Cutler. I don't want to hear about Vontez Perfect. Oh. Tim Sore T- spot. Tim Tebow. Deion Sanders. Yeah. Josh yeah. Harrison. Deshaun Kaiser. Oh. oh boy. Big Ben. We're gonna skip over a name. Oh no. Josh Rosen. Oh no. Kaepernick. Brady. <laughs> Andrew. <laughs> Andrew Luck for the fact that he would always say nice sack every time he got sacked. Yeah, his, his <laughs> mic ups are like so questionable. It's man. like good tackle, oh, man. Good tackle. Nicest man That's in the amazing. league. Uh, Vontae Davis, Lamar yeah. Jackson for uh, Chipotle. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Miles Garrett for Whack-A-Mole. Yeah. Nathan Peterman. <laughs> I have Josh Gordon, hey. Juju, Chase Claypool, oh, Najee boy. Harris, Trent Williams, Man. Dan Orlovsky. You're still going? Oh, my God. The Dan Orlovsky play where he oh, runs out of the yeah. back of the end zone? <laughs> yep. Oh. Ryan Clark, Will Levis, Zach Wilson, and two guys that I knew none of you were going to pick, and I thought of picking, Terry Crews oh. and oh. Brock Lesnar. Oh, he's wrong. Oh, wait, wait, what about The Rock? Yeah, yeah the, rock. the Rock. The Rock never played yeah, in played the NFL. Oh, he he never played college. Nope. Yeah. Oh. He, he won college. a national championship at Miami, and that's it. Yeah. Who is the name that uh, cannot be said? Let's not talk I'll about it. I'll tell you off air. Oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> you guys, you oh, guys oh, oh, okay. Yep. Yeah. yeah. You, can, you, guys, you guys can just infer. Let's, let's yeah. just go. Let's, I'll just leave it. Wolf. Oh. oh he, did, he did also break down and buy a koi pond at some point, which is really out of character for this person. Oh, man. Anyway, moving on. Yeah. Wow. Uh, Julian yeah. Edelman and both Mannings. Wow. That was my that, list. That's it, a great list. That is a very list. good list. It took me like 10 minutes. I did this the before my psych time. exam. <laughs> really? <laughs> yes. Wow. Instead of studying for my psych exam, I did this. That's, that's <laughs> a great yeah, way of timing. That is the list I of all time. I got a high time. C. Oh, good job. Me, me and Gabe got the same grade. Go Shout psych. out to both of us. Go psych. Absolutely. All right. So if we're going to do a little rundown of our teams, do you want to do a little rundown? Yeah, sure. Yeah. All right. Let's do all it. All right. So me... I got Antonio Brown, obviously. Booger McFarland, Popeye's Biscuit. Uh, Marquette King, hit them folks. Tyron Johnson, 
headshot. And Vontae Davis, I'm done. I got Johnny Football, self-explanatory, OBJ, up a lot, Ryan Clark, <laughs> Ryan, uh, yeah, Ryan Clark takes, horrible, Richard Sherman, funny, just overall funny and his great uh, interview after yeah, the NFC Championship, and then Tom Brady for his rage and also interesting commercial choices. Gotta love it. Uh, I have Mr. McDonald, Chad Ochocinco, uh, Unk, Shannon Sharp. I have the fast cheetah Tyree Kill, Joe Marcus Russell, and Bust. Yeah, and um, Steve Smith Senior. We all know why he's funny. We're just not gonna say why he's funny. Yeah, let's. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm completely biased, but the team I think won. I have oh. Pat McAfee face the ESPN now. Chase Claypool losing. Never heard of her. Fitz Magic multiple reasons. Bill Mafia partier. Oh, Marshawn Lynch. <laughs> That's pretty explanatory. Skittles. And Zach Wilson. <laughs> Bust. Yeah. it. Uh, I think I won this one. I have full confidence. I I mean, everyone's going to think their team's the yeah, best. Yeah, I'm fine with my roster. I like my roster a I lot. Did, yeah. All right. And that's going to do it for us today, guys. Uh, I guess we will see you in the next episode. Thank you for tuning in. And who day? Go Browns. Peace out. I hate the Bears. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't think you want to say the nickname for the commanders. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was like debating. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's it. That's that's it for starting the pot episode three. Peace out, y'all.